take a sweet. Mm, it's almost that time. Take yeah, man, the Swig Podcast, man. Yeah, we gotta tune in. Man, let me grab this beer right quick, man. Yeah, let me get my drink ready. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, man, they be talking about all types of stuff on the man, the loggers, the man. There's some beers I ain't never even heard of on there. We about to learn about them, yeah. though, too. Yeah. What's up, world? It's your boy, the Bearded Brother. And Shani Hadia, the Marvelous Gift. What's up, people? In the building. Always. Black Abbey's. Black Abbey's building. We'll get a building one day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like location independent. You know, I like location independent. Fair enough, fair enough. But we're here, like we said, at Black Abbey, and we got a phenomenal episode for you guys. I think I need to say Black Abbey Brewing Company. I mean, we are brews and views, but just in case you're listening and wouldn't catch that, Black Abbey Brewing Company. So, yeah, the church? What's going on? It is a yeah, little churchy. <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah, whatever. But we have uh, two guests on the podcast with us today. We have, you know what? I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And. Ben, I'm going to kick it <laughs> a pause because we have someone who's, um, we're popping his cherry. Ooh. And yeah, you know. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah. A podcast you need. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, introduce yourselves all over there, guys. Oh, it's not uh, yours. Oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Ben. I'm going to turn off a timer real quick and be right back. <laughs> No, my name's Carl Meyer. I'm one of the uh, owners here at Black Abbey. Ben, who is like literally running through the building right now. Yeah, you'll uh, hear it. <laughs> he is, uh, he's our lead brewer. Uh, ben has worked with a brewery since before there was a brewery. Uh, okay. When, when we first, well, gosh, we had filed paperwork and were in planning. Ben emailed me out of the blue. We had literally just set up Black Abbey email addresses, like he wow. emails, and says, hey, you know, I just moved to town. I was a brewer in, in New Hampshire, a brewery up there called uh, White Birch, and moved to town. I'm looking for a brewing gig. And I said, well, sounds great. Let's meet. And so uh, where do you want to meet? Well, we'll meet over at 12 South Taproom. Cool. Um, I'm, you know, I'll be, you know, whatever I'm. 40-something and wearing a work shirt that has my name on it. <laughs> and he says, I'll be the one in a pencil-thin mustache. Okay. <laughs> and that's that how we met. A, yeah, yeah, that gave you a lot right there. You. So yeah. since I said that, I ended up shaving that night my beard down to a pencil-thin mustache. Oh, Because did? I didn't actually have... At some point, something Jimmy Buffett came up. I'm, I'd love Jimmy Buffett. Okay. I, I, I don't think I would have just said that. It's possible, but... I love the concept of Jimmy Buffett, I think, okay. more than I love the actual Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. But he just has a song called Pencil Thin Mustache, and somehow we got talking about our mutual interest in, in Buffettology. I was wondering, I'm like, does Jimmy Buffett have a pencil thin mustache? No, or, but yeah, the song. Yeah, but yeah. now you said it's a song. We both have like, a little okay. bit of parrot head retention, so. Wait, wow. what the hell is parrot head? Well, retention? so parrot head is what Jimmy Buffett fans are called, and as you know, a good beer has good head retention. So, mm. here we nah, go. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's all dad jokes all the time. Back to two and two. <laughs> so we are. We do have a few of their beers in front of us, and um, we'll just go as we're drinking them. You know, kind of talk about them and, and touch on what where it came from. 
So were you uh, responsible for the roles, or does this did this recipe exist before Ben? It yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes to both. <laughs> I, I would say okay. so. Um, I guess this. You remember uh, those toys that look like a top, and it fed this like red thing into it. You, you pull it out, it out yeah. and it would just spin. Yeah. Like baby. Is that a dreidel? Huh? Is that a is that, those? Were... No, I think a dreidel used. I think about like the evil Knievel bike where you would pull the zip out of the back and then set it down and it'd pop a wheelie and drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I know. It, I know. It just, I thought it was just called a dreidel. I, I guess. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. It was a it's, long time. Regardless, that's uh, yeah. what's about to happen. Yeah. I okay. Should, it's like somebody just pulled the zip tie out of my back and here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go. But a <laughs> couple, yeah, <laughs> couple of homebrewers. Uh, Met in a homebrew club here in town, and uh, speeding the story along, uh, our, between ourselves and our wives, uh, sort of focused us into like, you got to either do this or please stop. Okay. <laughs> like, this is a hobby that's gone too far. Uh, either figure out a way that we can make money at this or, uh, uh, you know, find some other hobby that doesn't take up as much time, like try golf. I don't know. No. And so <laughs> we, uh, so we started building a business plan, and during the course of that business planning, we would meet at either my house or John's house on Thursday nights, and we'd work on the business plan, and either John or I were brewing all along, and then we'd sample those beers, right? Okay. And say, all right, well, this is kind of what we're thinking, and in that process, we're also saying, all right, what are the beers going to be called? What kind of beer do we want to serve? Like, what... What's your style? What's yeah, your brand? Not just, you know, what kind of equipment do we want? How much money do we need? But, like, what's the what's the brand identity going to look like, mm-hmm. both in terms of what it physically looks like in terms of design and whatnot, but also what the liquid is. So we got kind of pretty involved in that. Uh, we named the brewery after the monastery where Martin Luther wrote his 95 Theses, which was called the Black Cloister. But anyway, so uh, Luther and, and Catherine moved back into this monastery where she had been trained as a brewer. So in the Middle Ages, the nuns were the brewers, not the monks. And so she starts brewing beer in the Black Cloister that effectively finances Luther's ministry by selling beer out of the place where he started the Protestant Reformation. So that influenced what we decided we were going to call the brewery and also the kind of liquid that we like to make. Okay, Uh, We like to do European-influenced stuff. We do really like Belgian-style stuff, but that's not all that we do. Yeah. Uh, but that very much flows into the beer that we're drinking right now, which is our flagship brand, which is called the Rose. Uh, the Rose was a beer that uh, we were originally going to call the White Rose because Luther would seal his correspondence with this very specific design. And it was a golden ring on a blue background with a white rose and a red heart and a black cross in the middle. Okay. And so that was in each piece of that. Uh, had very specific symbolic uh, meaning. Okay. And so we thought, like, wouldn't it be cool if we named all of our beers after pieces of this puzzle, right? Gold ring, blue field, white rose, red heart, black cross. Until we realized we were like a purple horseshoe away from Lucky Charms. (laughs) 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 Um, But the white rose, or the rose, stayed. And so we got to tinkering with this Belgian blonde recipe, and right down to the last like we had the equipment we had the building it was literally our last uh like business planning meeting at the house where we were getting ready to order ingredients 
and uh, and I brought in beer for people to taste, and I was like, I changed rows, and they were like, you did what? And we all drank it and liked it better, and so we changed the ingredients like right there, right there, the right before, before. We ordered them. <laughs> Take um, it out the cart. Take like, it out the cart. Scratch everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the OG recipe base is was kind of a combination of things that John and I were brewing. Some I did, some he did, some we did together. Uh, and then I would say the rose over time. Yeah, it's changed a couple times, a little bit, like tweak here, there. Yeah, it's basically the same beer, just, just small tweaks, I think, that we've made to every beer. Just to... You know, you ramp something up to a larger scale or whatever, you use the new equipment. And so just tightening things up, brightening things up, just... Yeah. So, the well, I guess to the original question, the main, the, the core recipes were all John and Carl's recipes. Okay. And I've been making them for seven years now since we opened. And just being part of the conversation of, of how do we... Uh, we're always striving to make everything better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, it tastes... It tastes great now as compared to when we first had it. And when we first had it, it still tasted great. But, like, just just always doing better, there's always a, learning. There's a lot of breweries. I mean, I can go to, and one of them on the other side of town is a good example. Like, in a couple of years, I really want to see where they are with their beers. Yeah. Because you kind of figure out your system. You figure out, like, your recipes, and you're actually nailing stuff down. Yeah. And, you, you know, you become a little bit of a vet in the game. So <laughs> figure yourself out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get the feel of like what do Nashville beer yeah. drinkers really like and what do we need to keep on tap or what can we experiment with? Like can we build off our flagship or are we just like, okay, don't trust the flagship like ever <laughs> and we just create something completely yeah. different. So, I think plenty of breweries where you open up and think that something's gonna be your flagship and then something else sells and now it's well, surprise, this is now your flagship. Right. Because that's what everyone's buying. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, is what, yeah. what are people buying? That's going to be our flagship beer. Yeah. And I'd put Black Abbey in that bucket. I don't think any of us really thought Rose was going to be the number one. I mean, this we opened in 2013. There really wasn't a flagship IPA in the city at the time. Mm-hmm. So we all thought, you know, pale ale, hoppy beer. Of course, that's what's going to roll. So we opened with a, you know, Champion was our pale ale at the time. And we're like, well... We think that's probably going to be it, and then Rose just like took, took off. off and never stopped. Yeah, and, and here think, we are, twenty twenty. We don't make Champion anymore. I was right, going to say. Exactly. I, was <laughs> like, I was like, I haven't seen Champion in at least a year. Yeah. We retired at Memorial Day, twenty nineteen. Okay, I was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> I couldn't a, put a date on it, but when you said it, I was like, I remember Champion, and I have not seen Champion. Yep, yep. So and it was a, uh, a pale ale with smoke malt, which again. Insane idea, like like you were saying, like, well, you know, where where are the beers that are, you know, the core things, and where are the things where you're like, you know what, we're going to get out here on a limb and do something insane. Like, I had a buddy of mine was in a band called The Champion and His Burning Flame. Okay, all of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't make it. Okay. And, uh, Probably because the name was too right. long. Just, couldn't even fit. You can't really cheer that. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't. I even, you just told me I can't even. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't either. <laughs> like, wonderful, dear friends of ours. And David, actually, the uh, singer-songwriter, lead guitar player, went on now to... Uh, he's a New York Times best-selling young adult author. They, okay. Like, literally <laughs> wrote a book in that little room right in there. Um, it's crazy. 
the, but so anyway, the champion and his burning flame, and they were having a record release party, and this was where I was still brewing at home. He's like, "Will you will you make a beer called like the Champions Burning Beer or something?" And I was like, "Well, no, that's stupid. <laughs> you know, right. Beer doesn't burn. Like we're not going to do that." <laughs> and then a couple of weeks beforehand, uh, I was like, "You know, I bet I could put like smoke malt, the pale ale, like uh, you know." Yeah, and uh, we brought it's it to the, the show. The burning, and yeah. yeah, and it sold like crazy, or it sold. We didn't sell it; we were just giving it away. But uh, like, we killed the keg so fast, and we we're like, "Well, maybe we'd do something." So we that beer was in the rotation for quite some time, six years. Yeah. Um, what what does what makes you um, decide to take a beer out of rotation? Yeah, sales, sales. Okay, you know, yeah, the, money. You know, when it doesn't. And the, the first one that we took out of the year rounds was chapter house our belgian red and okay. everyone every employee at the brewery that's everyone's favorite beer that we made but just didn't sell it just didn't sell so we just yeah for whatever reason just the market didn't take it so chapter house was the first one i think that we retired out of the yep. and i vaguely remember the that belgian, yeah remember and that. but everyone who worked here at the time that was everyone's favorite <laughs> that's that yeah i don't i don't recall that one and, and I don't think I've ever had a Belgian red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, I mean, I no, not by name. Remember, I remember seeing it. I don't think I've ever had it before. I remember seeing it. And, then. and we like to sort of step out of the style guideline box. Yeah. You know, I think saying, all right, well, we're going to have a, we'll do a red ale that has that sort of malty biscuity character like you might get out of an Irish or an English red, mm-hmm. but we'll just run it on Belgian yeast and see what happens. And, you know, Chapter House, again, was, I mean, literally everyone who worked here, that was what we drank. Like, that was yeah. our shift beer. That's, everyone. that's no. what we all drank. And Damn, yeah, now I want to try it. Right. <laughs> and, no more. And it's funny, It we brought it back uh, for our five-year anniversary. We did a run of those sort of, like, retired beers. And uh, we, everybody got super stoked that we were bringing Chapter House back. And Isaiah, who does sales for us here in town, was out, you know, pushing it in the trade. And... He likes to say, and then it launched like a dry fart. <laughs> it just like we were so stoked, and we all drank it, and then like again, it was just you guys like, are doing this again. We yeah. told you, just, <laughs> yeah, right. just missed, you know, it just it, yeah. We happened. probably drank most of that five year release That's ourselves because yeah. it just everyone here loved it. But yeah. you all deserve nice things That's, too. <laughs> you know, right? You know? It's our five year. We can brew what we want. Yeah. <laughs> But I like Rose, like I I, you know, Rose is just one of those funny things where I think uh, it's it smells a little bit like a Hefeweizen in that it's got that it banana and clove in the nose. Uh, we use Chimay's yeast that gives it that character. Like it's very much a okay. yeast-driven beer. Um, it finishes super dry, but it mid-palate presents is sweet. So it's a good beer to pair with spicy things because you get a little bit of mm, okay. soft sweet that offsets hot mm-hmm. but it's also it's really dry and it cleans your palate. So uh, you know like when Adam's Barbecue is here you're going to get a big old pork sandwich and a rose and that's pretty funny. much all you need. I saw your picture <laughs> earlier today I was like oh that looks so good I'm actually on a smoothie cleanse right now I don't, I'm tainting the fuck out of it <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, because, you know, you ain't getting the protein you need. <laughs> yeah, I got vitamins to do yeah. smoothies, add flax, uh, flaxseed to the, you know, ground flaxseed. All the beers are nice and smooth. All the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I might be feeling it by the end, like feeling it a little more by the end, but my wife broke the uh, the blender today, so we kind of went to, we had to switch to a raw diet. 
Instead, so we got salads, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the same stuff I you... I'm sorry for your household. You know, <laughs> the salad was good, and sometimes I just gotta drop, I just gotta drop some pounds. Like, when you drink all this goddamn beer, you, I just gotta That's take a true. step back. Mm-hmm. And My girlfriend tells me, he's like, if you just stop drinking beer every day, you'll see so much results from our walks and our workouts. It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> right, I'm not. Also, at the same time, I put back, so I'm like, I need to. This, <laughs> yeah. this is embarrassing. Yeah. Gym shorts should not be this tight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, before we started recording, I was um, I was saying, like, I hope I get a, a different appreciation for the roles. Because what I'm learning is, like, you know, as I learn more about beer, when I taste it, I get the different flavors. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much of, like, not always, like, do I like it? It's is it done well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's I can't put my taste on it and I've become one of those people who be like on untap when you see somebody is like why are you giving it that score based on I don't like this but that's right. neither here nor there no, I'm the but, same I'm the same <laughs> way I was definitely just like drinking beer to drink beer yeah and then now I'm like sitting down experiencing and understand I now understand the turns I'm like okay I can on the nose and understand yeah. malt and yeah how the science behind beer works so I'm like even if it's not my style I can like taste it like oh I can get why a mm-hmm. man or a Carl might like this style of beer like it's not for me but yeah. I get why this could sell right. yeah. rather than like oh I don't like it I don't know why they made it this brewery is trash it's like yeah. rather than like <laughs> that's oh. one, one of my favorite things to do is knowing other people's palates mm-hmm. so that I can taste something and then bring it to them on another day and be like oh have you had this no you haven't try this and then the you know, You're seeing welcome. their face when they try and they're like, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, this is, so I don't, I, I get a joy out of, like, knowing people's palates and trying something and being like, I don't like this, but I know who would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that feeling thing. as well. It's like, cause my sister doesn't drink beer. I gave her a sour ale, like, a few weeks ago. She was like, oh, this is delicious. Like, <laughs> I know. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? <laughs> See, like, I don't like sours at all, but I still often will participate on the sour beer tasting panel. Mm-hmm. Which in Ben now has gotten to the point where he can taste the beer and be like, "Carl's going to say this beer is dog shit, and that means it's good." <laughs> right? And okay. that's just like it's it's same thing. Like I, I can tell it's well made, and then it's hitting the mark where it's supposed to go. It just doesn't yeah, mean that you I have need to that like on it. the panel. Yeah. You don't necessarily yeah. need a lover of a style because they're probably going to be like, "Yes," more than they'll say yeah. no. So you need right. someone else like, "I don't like stouts." I probably and green like more IPAs than I should. I'm not obviously. I'm with stouts. I'm like, that's a good stout. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I don't drink them, but it's cool, I guess. That roast, <laughs> that roast hits your nose, and you're just like, yep, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. oh, it's got, it's got chocolate. In it. <laughs> yes. So I think what like um, it's the the yeast that you would say would. Which yeast did you use? Chimay. Chimay. It is Chimay yeast. Yep. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to, like, murder the goddamn name. <laughs> but the alcohol did not care. Yes. Yeah, before but, um, the end of the show, we're going to drink all these beers, and we're all going to turn out and try to pronounce Vesterleben. Nope. I can't even say that. It's Vesterleben. <laughs> nope. Yep. All right. I know my limitations. <laughs> that word's in my limitations. But um, the yeast, I, like, so I'm not a big fan of Hefeweizen, and I think it's, like that banana clove mm-hmm. flavor. Um, I I will say only one Hefeweizen stands out to me, and that is from Yazoo. Mm-hmm. So I like 
I probably, when I had them in the beginning, and I probably had too many of them because I had an event. We had about 12 beer, uh, 12 half wines left. I may or may not have drunk them over the summer with a 12 different styles, but whatever. So I ended up having too many, and I was like, you know what? I don't actually care for this style of beer. But. Wore yourself out. I did. But with the with it being in the rolls and the drier finish, I think that is what mm-hmm. that that's what does it for me. I like the dry finish. Like if it stays sweet and you know, mm, I yeah. that it ends up like turning my stomach. I don't know. Yeah, but I so you. I do have a better appreciation for rolls. I just want to let y'all know. I, de- I definitely thank do you as well. And I, I used to uh, work at Martin's on yeah. on my Boulevard. You could barely keep kegs of that on. But also, like you said, it worked perfectly with barbecue, especially Martin's style of barbecue. They're more mustard and vinegar, so it has natural mm-hmm. spice to it. Rose, I always suggest that. I was like, yeah. I never had a beer before. I'm like, what are you eating? They're like, oh, I have brisket. I'm like, you got what yep. kind of sauce? Oh, I got the hot sauce. Yep. Rose, you want to go, Rose? And I yeah, think it's pretty stuff, good for like the it does great with the yeah. fatty stuff. Oh yeah, it's just like a perfect com- uh, combination. Yeah, like uh, I said, I don't know if they heard me, but I said it, it, it. It's perfect for the ladies. You know those. Let me not put my women in that box like that. It's good for those. I'm <laughs> sorry, ladies. I'm sorry, ladies. Let me put on my <laughs> feminist hat. It's <laughs> it's good for individuals who prefer um, sweeter lighter beers but this actually has a little bit of weight to it and it's not as sweet so it's a good like in between you know so mm-hmm. i'm here for it yeah. i'm here for it yeah it's re- it's refreshing on a hot day after mowing the lawn but it also it's got the backbone to stand up to dinner yes yep yes, that is exactly that perfect. is the best way to say that that is i need to get that <laughs> i was i was in a bar today i gotta look up the name because the name was confusing uh, but it's, so I go to this bar to uh, our distributor suggested that we go there to sell them some beer. It's called Craftsman on the Hill. Craftsman on the Hill. Craftsman on the Hill. And so okay. it's in uh, Hermitage. Okay. So you got to Hermitage and you're driving along the Hermitage Road. I don't know. Some road. <laughs> Probably like Old Hickory or something. You know, my phone takes me everywhere. So I go to this <laughs> place and uh, you drive up the hill and uh, there's a trampoline bounce place and a bowling alley, and a Planet Fitness, and then this bar. And so, and it's in like a strip center, right? Uh, so I, I know exactly, because I live up the conversation. You're all, you were off of a Lebanon hike. That might be true. Yes. <laughs> so I go in, and it's literally, there's probably a hundred dartboards. Like, it is, okay. like there's a bowling alley, and some place to jump on trampolines, and then this place where you go to throw darts, right? And everybody's smoking, so it's, it's that bar. Right, like it's a okay. We're here to do business. Like we're gonna smoke and we're gonna drink and we're gonna throw darts. Yeah, yeah. And no frills. So (laughs) we get in there and I'm pitching them on beers and whatever, and uh, and they're like, "Well, you got us drink all these beers, so now you got to drink this thing." And so they go over to the frozen slushy machine and they pour me this slushy thing and they hand it to me and they said, "This is called the Ruby Slipper." (laughs) Okay. All right. Why? Because it's about to take you to. Well, it's, so the bar to is all like glitter. Like we call this bar the the ruby slipper because it's all red spangly. Looks like ruby slipper, and so it's some I don't know what kind of fruity stuff was in it, but it used some uh, deep eddy vodka and something else. Okay, Uh-oh. and like it was very fruity, mm-hmm. and and they said 
you would be blown away. You come in here and there's these like weight lifting, muscle bound dudes <laughs> who are coming from Planet Fitness and they'll walk up to the bar and be like, Can I please get a Ruby Slipper? Right. <laughs> like, in an open I don't, cup. I don't get it. Please, please, I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> Budweiser, Jack right, right. I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> Ruby hear <Slipper>. me roar. <laughs> but, now, I say all that to say. I want the rubiest slipper in here. <laughs> Nashville, <not> really <laughs> like Nashville, has such a sweet palate. Like collectively, mm-hmm. I think that uh, yes. like sweet beers play. Yeah, I don't want. I, I'm hoppy, piney, yeah. resiny. Like, yeah, I need. I need to stop dank. that. Punch you in the stomach. <laughs> and I, I think that Black Abbey for the vast majority of what we do, finishes dry. Yeah. And that's sort of a differentiator as far as the mm-hmm. kinds of beers that we make, particularly the like the core stuff that's coming out of the big system. Like the next beer that we're going to drink, I saw you take a sip of it and go, oh my I God, got what excited. have I got I myself where into? So first, it was, first I, sn- I, I sniffed it. That's probably the, the face I first, I first gave. Um, it's smoky. It's yes. out there. It is and out there. I'm here. I'm here for out there though. I'm with it though. Like this beer came off of the pilot system, and so it's not filtered, and it's very difficult to kind of control your uh, like your mash temp. So it could be sweet or it could finish dry. It's just a little bit more complicated uh, to to get it exactly right. Uh, but uh, we work with a, a local CSA farmer who had an excess of sweet potatoes. And uh, Devin, uh, one of our bartenders, was like, what are you going to do with these? Could, can we do something with these sweet potatoes? And I'm like, hell, I don't Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so we brought them in, and we gave them to Adam's Barbecue, and they smoked them. Uh, but the smoking didn't necessarily cook them. Uh, so then we all brought in our Instapots for an <laughs> old-fashioned Instaparty and Insta filled party. the Instapots with smoked... Uh, sweet potatoes and finish cooking them and then we turn them into beer. I don't know about you, but I had to throw away the rubber gasket on the Instapot. Oh, no, my my cooking, that rubber gasket seen worse. No. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I it's brought like, something oh, home. My wife's sweet like, potatoes? This is nothing. Yeah. What the hell happened to this? Like, what did you do to the Instapot? I was like, well, we cooked some sweet potatoes that had been smoked for eight <laughs> hours. Everybody is talking about one and I'm like, I just don't... I, I'm you like, don't have one yet, so... You say yeah. I love it. Yeah. They're I great. hear it. I hear I that. It. Yeah, I hear it. There's a whole lot of I love it. I've had mine for four years, and I use it at least three times a week. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So it's not just with our air fryer. We'd rather use See, us. throw everything in there. I got my Instapot the year before the air fryer, and I think mm-hmm. I would have the the Food Ninja does both. Ooh, the yes. year before the Food Ninja came out is when I got my Instapot, and I wish I had held out a year because I would have got the Food Ninja because <laughs> it does the pressure cook and the air fry. Okay. See how it goes. It's, you get something, it's something even better coming yeah. out like, right after you. Because that air fryer looks fun. Oh yeah. I Maybe that's it. what I'm going to go as is for Halloween. Uh, air fryer? No. <laughs> okay. I'm like, air like, fryer. Like, 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 like I've been trying to find the perfect costume. costume for having a mask. Like ninja is it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just got, and now all I got to do is like carry some broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, spy versus spy. Y'all familiar with that? With the, the TV, face? Like, right? Yeah. Yes. So. I was asking one of the beer groups, I'm like, what are y'all wearing for Halloween? Like, give me some ideas because I'm trying to figure it out. And somebody posted that. And I was like, man, that is a great COVID, <laughs> COVID costume because they had the whole yeah. mask 
And, you know, you're going to, yeah. Basically look like a plague doctor. Yeah. (laughs) So the Myers family were a family of five. And uh, my oldest is 15. And so she and her girlfriends have created some group costume that they're going to do. So she has left us to our own devices. Oh, she they <laughs> like blew my perfect costume idea, which is like I wanted to be five G. Uh, <laughs> so just have shirts that said G. G yeah. But now we're four G because five G causes COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, no five G in our house. Do G and then a no like a COVID with a no right there. So it's like four G because no COVID. You yeah. know. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the family costume I've ever heard. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make my costume, so that's. Yeah. But I'm gonna be on the road. We're actually doing a road trip. Um, the end of the month, going from uh, going Memphis, Kansas City, um, Omaha, Holy Sioux cow. Falls, and then wherever Mount Rushmore is. It just so happened that we were South going Dakota. to Sioux Falls. Yeah, I mean, South I'm Dakota. sorry, it's in South Dakota, but <clears throat> I meant the city. I couldn't oh, name the city. Yeah. Right. Um, no. Mount Rushmore, you know. But we're not going because we love Trump. We're just going. Like, we were looking for a middle, like, a, a road trip opportunity, honestly. Was, we usually go international, and that's impossible right now, or, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. And so we were like, when the fuck else will we do the Midwest? Have you been to Memphis? Uh, I have been to Memphis. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've it's been so twice fun. now, I think. There you go. Yeah, twice. Well, both of them have been kind of one 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 night stays there. Same here. Yeah, so I haven't like explored it too much, but I had a good time on Bill Street. We went from one of my friends' uh bachelorette party. So, one of her friends stayed there and we just went You have home. got to go to Paula Rayford's. Paula Rayford's. You might need to text me that. I will absolutely text you. Okay. It is the craziest place you will ever go. Okay. It's nuts. Yeah. Rayford's. It's named after uh, her dad, Hollywood Rayford, who apparently was a very famous pimp in Memphis and very flamboyant. And so in this place, like all of his (laughs) outfits are all in glass boxes all over. It doesn't open until 11 o'clock at night. Oh, perfect. It's only open on Friday and Saturday nights. Okay. When you walk in, there's just fog, like fog everywhere. The music's so loud, your clothes are moving and you can only buy two kinds, three kinds of alcohol. You can buy 40 ounce malt liquor, shots, or a bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your choices. And then That's there's a liquor cabinet, right? <laughs> and so then there's a there's a uh, dance floor. It's two levels, and so there's people everywhere, and like cage dance, and people hanging off all over the place. Okay. And there's a pole and a drum set, and you can dance on the pole. You can play the drums okay. while you're swigging out of the bottle. No cups. There's no cups. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You all get right. a bottle of champagne. You're drinking it out of the bottle. Okay, it I really want to go to this lunacy. place now. That That's is, how I used to roll into all my college parties. Two bottles of Andres. I mean... Yo, yeah. I, killed, I used to kill those Andres. <laughs> no cups. Yeah, Andres was nothing to bring to a party. But the funny thing is, like, me and my friends, the probably first semester of college, we were bougie. So, you know, my friend had a little bit of money from an accident. So, you know, she was buying drinks. So we were drinking good stuff, like Grey Goose and, you know. Oh, I mean, at that time, like, E&J and Jose Cuevo was good stuff for us, you know, like. So we get that, but some guys invited us over, and they like, yeah, y'all want to drink? we like, yeah. They bring out these bottles of Andre. We were like, what the fuck is 
where's the core bell like again I, you know, just I love slightly just, just slightly above it's <laughs> only like, two dollars more yeah where's the Corbell like Andre so that was that's always uh, a you were better than me I was definitely on like the Everclear and Burnett's level oh no, no the money <laughs> ran out <laughs> we started you, you had to humble yourself I yeah. came in just like with the garbage stuff like yeah. It was Andre's or homebrew for me. Yeah, see, we didn't have that right there. But I wish I would have gotten to homebrew because Georgia Southern in Statesboro, it's a dry town. So they only sell, uh, sell beer and wine in the, you know, in the city. Yeah. And the liquor store, is about it was about 20 minutes away um, in a country 20 minutes. So, you know, a good little ride. Yeah. And college students that, you know, you bumming rides everywhere and stuff. That was like, if you go in, we call it, it was the county line liquor store. So we call it the line. So you go into the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need you to get me something. Yeah. Or I'll take that <laughs> ride. We go into the line. I'll buy you a bottle if you take me to the line. You know, something yeah. like that. So it was, um, I forgot where I was going. The drink is kicking in. <laughs> but anyway, we started, we started going down, a, we started going down a rabbit hole of alcohol. I mean, of uh, liquor. Let's bring it back to the beer. Support. This is a smoky motherfucker. Yes, but I am I, here for it. Though. The thing is, is like more on the nose. I don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily stay with you. Like it. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like when you eat barbecue or something, it's there. You might burp it up a little later. I don't think I'm gonna burp this up a little later. Uh, you know, I like, like to grade beers <laughs> on what I call the EBF scale. And okay. EBF stands for excellent burp flavor. Okay. And. Mm-hmm. I find that like your West Coast IPAs, like those real citrusy, piney mm-hmm. IPAs, have got a very high EBF. Because like if I drink Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and I burp, that like cascade hop profile <laughs> is just coming out of your right. nose. It's great. You're getting citrus on the way up. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> I, why I like IPAs. So yeah. This uh, this sweet potato thing is uh, is a is a chaotic beer. Um, it was born out of uh, our hatred is a strong word, but our we don't make beer out of pumpkins. Yeah. But a lot of times around this time of the year, I get some sort of wild hair. This is happening way before the brewery where I was like, let's smoke some pumpkins and make smoke pumpkin beer. And one year it was great. I don't know if you had it. We poured it at a festival. I've never had the good one. I, I <laughs> and after that, it just became like this. Well, because it was uh, squash, right? Well, the first year it was we bought sugar pumpkins. Okay. And our buddy Brian, who's I from Metairie, sugar. Uh, there's like like the one pie, you make pie out of, uh, uh, not the one you carve. Yeah, like the so black lanterns. people don't eat pumpkin pie <laughs> in, ma- in mass. At least we do. Really? Pie, we do sweet potato pie, which oh, is why oh. I was so excited about the sweet potatoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let you finish your story, and I'll come oh. back to that piece. Okay. Yeah. It, it, anyway, so we smoked this pumpkin, and the, we did it once, and the, we I feel like the beer turned out good, and then I tried it again, and then like this year, and I don't remember you asked me maybe in like July. Uh, it's getting close to the time where you come up with a crazy, I got to smoke the pumpkin thing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And that's about when the sweet potatoes showed up. It's like, here it is. Yeah. Like as if is summoned. It? Yeah. It's, it's met the magic and here they are. Uh, so I think the fun thing about brewery tap rooms is going to get something that you can't buy at the grocery store. Yes. Uh, and for us, that means a lot of times Ben and Alicia 
and uh, Bill and sometimes rarely me are back there kind of dicking around with the with the pilot system doing you know mostly sort of normal things but then sometimes insane things yeah uh, and that is a you know you may come and try the sweet potato smoky beer and not like it or or not but it, it and again, this is like this is why I dislike Untapped a lot. Is because mm-hmm. people will say, "This is like this is ridiculous. Why did I, I hate this?" And then they'll give it a one score, and that affects like your whole brewery overall mm-hmm. rating. Yeah. But you know, which unfortunately for your breweries encourages us to not do those sorts of weird experimental things. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about syrup embargo? Oh, on, uh, on Untapped? Yeah. <laughs> syrup Embargo. Uh, Wait, that's a beer name? Yeah. Okay, I thought some syrup came. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm tracking now. The name has a, <laughs> a way too long story, I think. But uh, the beer was uh, like 30% uh, peat malt smoked. And peat's a real heavy smoke. Okay. Uh, that's, what come, uh, that's what scotch uses. Okay. Uh, so yep. it's got that real hefty smoke. Yeah. Uh, so most people... Brewing will tell you, you know, oh, just, you know, half a percent, one percent, like two percent if you're crazy. And so we did 30 percent peat smoked. Oh, my God. Uh, On your birthday. Oh, did I brew that on my birthday? Yeah, because remember your dad called? Right. And uh, so so this beer, I mean, and uh, I think there's a bunch of Steen's cane syrup in it. And uh, uh, anyway, so this big, thick, like... uh, Porter, like what was it, nine and a half percent or something? It was really strong. There we go. It was, it was strong. It was smoky. It was sweet and thick, and okay. uh, so I certainly like a nine on the EBF scale. <laughs> it was, it was an aggressive palate. Okay. Uh, and on Untapped, uh, my favorite. It's the back-to-back comments. I think is what does it for me. Is you you scrolling through the comments mm-hmm. on it and the scores. And you come across one star, and the comment just says, Da fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D A F U Q. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I called the D A, but yeah, I did not just, expect the F U Q. Yeah, just F U Q. And then the following comment is it's uh, something like, It's as if this beer was made specifically for me. Four and a half stars. So I'm like, Well, hold on. <laughs> So it was made. It was made specifically for you, but where's that half a star? But <laughs> <laughs> so that was just. But those two back to back on that beer, I think is funny. But that was another just. That was out it. There it was like you either, you either love it yeah. or you're gonna you hate it. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, and that's our small batch stuff. I mean, ninety percent of it is us trying something out to see if we could scale it up to see if it's something that we want to work in to the rotation. Right. Yeah. The other ten percent is. The fuck and <laughs> sweet potatoes, saisons, and yeah, you know, gummy bear <laughs> porters or whatever. Yeah, like Ooh, I'm getting ready to brew a, a sati, which is a beer style that was originated in, in Finland, where you put uh, pine fronds or juniper branches right in the mash. Okay, gin ish. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, it gives that real that piney, big floral. Yeah. And, mm. and it's same thing. It's big and it's smoky uh, and then piney. And I, I brewed it last year and it was on 
for and lindenberry lindenberry jelly yeah Yeah. so it just like it's a it's a strange style okay it tastes Um, like a christmas ham wrapped in spruce but like in yeah. a good way, <laughs> but it, but it's just like one of those things. I'm like, it, I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, like you're never gonna be standing in the in the cold aisle at Kroger, like looking through in in America anyway, right. maybe in Finland. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But, like, I don't know which sati do I want today? Yeah, like, <laughs> never gonna stumble across that style. But you know, like that's the thing. Like this smoked sweet potato beer is wicked weird. That's it. I but mean, that's fun. Yeah, they're like. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, yo, y'all need this in rotation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was not that type of beer, but it is definitely fun to come to a brewery and try some of the different things that. I mean, when brewers have fun, that that's pleasurable for the customers because right, yeah. it's like, oh, this is interesting. And so to kind of give you a little info, we were recording on Sunday and we did a pumpkin beer tasting mm-hmm. and. Uh, Fest beers, so we, um, I have I'm, I haven't really been into like any pumpkin stuff. Like pumpkin season comes, and I love Halloween, but like as far as the beer life, um, <laughs> pumpkins come, and I'm like, eh, doesn't really do it for me. You know, it doesn't like intrigue me, but people go crazy for them. And I think, um, I mean, he might hide it a little bit. I think Kramer might be one that go a little crazy for I him. Do. Okay. I'm, oh, okay. I'm you not know. gonna hide it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, not I, it. I'm a fan of it. All right. That's, I didn't want to put that in your mouth. Is what I'm saying. Paul. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we, when we were recording around the table, um, we just, of course, we were critiquing the beers. But at the end of the day, we, I was, you know, just ask everybody. I'm like, do you eat pumpkin pie? Like, how, what's your relationship with pumpkin? And everybody's like, I mean, we car. You know, I don't even know if people really carve it. But black people, we, we eat sweet potato pie. Yes. And so we all were, like, excited about a sweet potato beer. We were like, that's the one that I would be more interested in because it evokes those feelings. And um, so when I came here and I was like, even though y'all said it, we we had a conversation about it. Now that y'all said, like, Adam smoked the sweet potatoes. It just didn't register. That shit didn't click. When I went up there, I was like, sweet potato beer. It was all from Sunday. Let me get it. And I was like, smoke. Okay. All right. But. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? This I'm going to. It don't give I'm me gonna, Saison, though. I'm going to get out on the record on this. Smoked sweet potato pie. I'm intrigued. So. I'm listening. I've got a, <laughs> my, my buddy from Metairie has one of those green egg things. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. We baked a chess pie Ooh. on that one time. Because it was Thanksgiving or something. He smoked yeah. the turkey. Mm. And, you know, the thing keeps heat forever. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, I got this stupid smoker thing sitting here at 350. What should we do? Like, I don't know. You got some butter and some eggs? <laughs> and, uh, so we made it like, it was it was serendipitous. Like, like hey, we have butter and eggs? I don't know. What are we, do we have a pie crust? We don't have a pie crust. And one of the relatives was just like, I'll make the pie crust. Like she was just sitting on the couch watching football or whatever. Like, like I'm sick it. of them talking about. I'll, yeah. I'll fucking do it. Okay. Yeah. So Jesus. like within five minutes, there it, the crust, everything was done, and the pie was on the smoker. And I bet like that brown sugar and caramel and oh, sweet potatoes, listen, and walnuts. And I have palms. some of Southern Grist, uh, cinnamon. Their their um, cinnamon squares or whatever their beer they release, crazy, crazy squares. squares. There yeah. we go. With the bricks the, that they did, the wood from the barrels, mm-hmm. 
So I bought that shit. I thought I was getting the beer and that, but I just was getting the the wood. I'm like mm. I don't even smoke nothing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. it's not a, this, wood is not what I smoke, guys. That's not what I mean. Um, but I say all that to say that's that wood with a smoked sweet potato pie sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds, there we go. That's yeah. got potential right there. I'm all for that. Yeah, so if somebody you know, comes smoke sweet potato pie, holler at me. I, collaborations I on the switch. We're back in two and two. <laughs> <laughs> and this is food related. We didn't even with the beer yet. Can we mix a beer in there? How does that work? We'll right. just pair it with the beer. Speaking of beer, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ben's, uh, Ben's dad sent a uh, box full of beer uh, from New England. So we I like boxes of, of beer. We love beer, man. Yeah. So I know you were talking about Maine before. Yeah. Uh, wanting to. So let's. Oh, man. Where did it go? I know what's in here. He's in his bag of goodies, guys. Here we go. So here's oh, an Oktoberfest. Yes. Uh, an Oktoberfest from Banded Brewing in Bitterford, Maine. Ooh. So. No can. I like that can. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, this can is fun. I, when I first pulled it out, so my dad sent me the box. I'm pulling things out. The first thing I thought when I pulled this out was like, oh, Cottonmouth Kings made a beer? <laughs> I'm, the first thing I look at it, I'm like twelve ninety nine for that bitch. You know, that was, I, I bet it's it was a four, a four pack. pack, probably four pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he sent me two of them. Okay. I was be. like, dang, that's a, this beer better be delicious. I needed to be <laughs> right in the sixteen ounce can, and I needed to be uh. Well, man's mo- expensive. So. Boozy, yeah. Then I was gonna ask just a little something about that. Mm, you pulled yours away, quick, Kramer. All right. See, I haven't had this one yet. So, oh, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to get a picture of it. You know. Yeah. The Oktoberfest Lager, a Marzen beer. Y'all have a um a fest beer, right? We do. Um, it's called Chronicles. Had that before the recording. It, you know, it's funny. So I'm gonna, I'll do a comparative analysis on uh, on this main beer versus Chronicles. I think you get a lot of the same, uh, like caramel uh, sweetness. Shine, what's the ABV on that? Can you see? Uh, the ABV is where are we? Five point four. Okay, so That's the ABV really is not that different. Over. You know, uh, Chronicles is about four nine. Um, this is five four, so uh, I would say the mouthfeel on this is a lot sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, much to me, much sweeter. Chronic feels good. like or drinks like a Euro lager, mm, right? Yes. It just is. Yeah, it's crisp and it's clean, and and I think we did just here lately. We've done a, this a couple times, which I think has really been educational and fun, where we've tasted some classic examples of styles, yeah. and then either use that to build new recipes or compare it to existing things that we're already making. And like Chronicles, I felt like in drinking Warsteiner, Hofbrau, Einger, uh, none of them joints. Oh, they're like like OG. Yeah. 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 1300s. Hofbrau. You know, I will say, I guess I should say I haven't had any of those, any of those. I don't think. Uh, If they have them here, it's like, Extraordinarily, aren't fine. I think um, I know 
uh, Frugal's had uh, has a good selection. Yeah, I don't know if they have that. I think you probably hit craft brood. Yeah, I picked some up. I honestly, the place I think I picked the most of them up was in Providence Wine and Spirits out in Mount Juliet. Oh, okay. And yeah. I I, I often that. find like the further outside of the city you get, uh, the kind of broader spectrum of uh, Euro stuff you're going to find because okay. the local places, you know, Nashville's got you know, 30 breweries, and of those, I don't know how many of them are doing self-distro, but the self-distributing breweries have to stay in the county where they manufacture. So guys like Grist, who are doing self-distro in Davidson County, it behooves them to get their stuff to places like Frugals and Craft Brood and Midtown. Mm, And so the shelf space gets, like, those Euro brands get pushed to the side in favor of uh, local brands like ours. Um, That is good to know. Okay, scoot out there into, you know, Mount Juliet. You know, you might find, like, I'm pretty sure that's, well, I take it back, because I did buy the Iyengar Oktoberfest at Frugal, because I remember Tim saying, you're going to need two of those. (laughs) 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 Uh, Sound like uh, a very Tim. But also just uh, anything maybe sought after, anything sought after, if you're looking for it in town, everyone's got their allocations. So everyone's in town trying to get it. So if you just go a little bit outside the city... Maybe they got their allocation, but only five people went there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's in Mount Juliet or Fairview. or That's why I want to, like, big up, like, Music City Liquors. But then I was like, wait, I don't need y'all coming out to Donaldson. I ain't ain't going to show you alternative places. That's where you find everything. (laughs) Uh, You know who's really changed their beer game a lot in the liquor store world is Main Street Wine and Liquors in East Nashville. Uh, Talk about making lemonade out of lemons. Their store got wiped out. The tornado really rocked their world. And the beer side now is money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, that was smart. That like, was very smart. Then. Like, well, it's know, East Nashville. The, like, that's that's where a lot of your beer drinkers are. Uh, you know, yeah, that, like, yeah, beer drinkers, homebrewers. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a few that are just in East Nashville alone. So, that makes sense. It was nice. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, invite myself to come back next year around September, and we can do like a European Oktoberfest. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect place to do it as well. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, because one of the things I was saying um, is like, I think that we did our tasting a little too late in the season because everything was snatched up. Yeah, top tier like pumpkin stuff. So like this southern tier, uh, Dogfish Head has a really good pumpkin mm-hmm. now. That's What's that? Uh, pumpkin? I even want some of them. Yeah, yeah. pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. I think Dogfish Head is just like Pumpkin, I don't think it's Pump, pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin. Yes, pumpkin. that's what it is. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I know Rogue has a good one too. Right. Isn't one, one of them called Warlock? Maybe. Is that I Southern Tier? Southern Tier. That might be Southern Tier. Southern Tier Warlock Pumpkin. I yeah. Think. They're pumpkin. That's like a good. Yeah. For people that were like, oh, I've never had pumpkin like beer before. Southern Tier, the pumpkin. I, yeah. I had that at the at the bottle share. Yeah. One a of good my introductory beer for. One of my friends kind of, she was kind of cheating. She was like, she, uh, we're sitting around the fire pit, and she like pulls out of her shirt or, I don't know, side bag, I don't know, it, bra, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the way your hands are, I'm like, yeah. is it in her colostomy <laughs> bag? <laughs> but, but it was very, she was like, she pulled it out, and it was like, she, you want you want some pumpkin beer? <laughs> I was like, yes, give me the shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Look it over my shoulder, yeah. you know, make it's like sure. Like, I, got that right, I got that pumpkin. <laughs> so, right just for that pumpkin. I did have pumpkin. <laughs> you know what you're And I would say that, like, I did, I did enjoy that one, and that was my like baseline for the ones that we tried, mm-hmm. you know. And the pumpkin is definitely like I can, I can see why that one's important. Yeah. yeah. I can see what I was. Pumpkin beers is what got me and my buddy started homebrewing. Okay. Because we we like pumpkin pie. We like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like, uh, and, but um, getting into that fall spirit, that pumpkin stuff, and uh, drinking the pumpkin beers, but then you find there's a good handful of them. That are pumpkin flavor. So it's yes. cinnamon, allspice, yeah. nutmeg, mm-hmm. whatever. There's no actual pumpkin in it. Right. Yeah. So that's what me and my buddy one day, we were just, well, you know what? We could save money because yeah. 30 bucks for five gallons of beer. Yeah. And then, uh, and we'll just put pumpkin in it. So we went down to the homebrew shop by our house, bought a kit for, uh, I think, an amber or something. Yeah. And uh, and then went to the grocery store and got a couple pumpkins. And we were reading the instructions. We're like, well, where do we put it in? We're like, I don't know. Well, every step of the way. So we threw some pumpkin in the mash. <laughs> we threw some pumpkin in the boil. And we threw some pumpkin in the fermenter. And, I mean, it tastes like pumpkin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so liquid pumpkin. It, you know, as, as I, a, I think a, like a most people. Brewing home brewer. Brewing, you know, I'm working. Yeah. When is the right time to add pumpkin? If I were to do it now, I don't think mash is a bad idea because you get some of that sugar. But for flavor wise, I I would do a secondary. Okay. And I would also cook the pumpkin when we do. We just threw. Yeah. Oh, we just we just nailed it. I mean, we <laughs> chucked the guts out and then just like hacked it up and threw chunks in every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you just that was the first beer I ever brewed was just buying an amber kit and then throwing pumpkin in it just because so i it turned out well enough that i kept doing it <laughs> i won't it something worked. wasn't necessarily right. good but here we are it's like it was, <laughs> we spent the 30 dollars that we already broke yeah we got five gallons of this shit because we went big yeah we're gonna drink it you bring it to a party yeah right. let's try it and just put it off in the corner and since it was just a one-off at the time right just this one-time thing that we're going to do. We're just going to make this beer and it'll be funny. You know, we didn't buy any equipment for it. So being a good New England boy, I used my grandma's lobster pot. Yeah. I used my gumbo pot to brew my beer. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, we fermented it in one of those uh, five-gallon bubbler jugs. that you, you turn them upside down. The okay. Water, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water jugs. <laughs> okay. They're shaped just like a carboy. They are, yeah. And I also was unclear what a bubbler was the first time I heard this story. <laughs> yeah. Like, you fermented That's very... the bong? Yeah. <laughs> Did you smoke it? Yeah. Please tell me you smoked it. And then we a five-gallon uh... bong? I'm going to your house. Yeah. Show. Right, right? <laughs> New England's serious. Right. <laughs> I'm going. I mean, you cut the, cut the bottom off of a carboy. That's a big old gravity bong, right? That is. That is definitely that case. Uh... And then, uh, and then we we bottled it in two liter soda bottles, because <laughs> we were like, "Well, what do we have that holds carbonation?" Well, soda is very carbonated, so there's no way this thing's gonna explode. So why this shit is 
doing what it do. It's a yeah. sermon, and y'all like chug, chug, chug soda. <laughs> Make sure you got enough bottles. We right? had you know old Sprite bottles just pouring it out at parties. <laughs> that is hilarious. And you were That's how awesome. old? Definitely twenty one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a 40-something-year-old person right now doing exactly what he's doing. Do they deserve judgment? Probably. Yeah. But I'm not going to judge them. Yeah, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd bring a cup. <laughs> Let me try it. i will yeah. get two liters. So, okay, I mean, you know, I'm joking. But I had, of my Black is Beautiful, I have a six-pack glass bottle situation where I had a little bit left. And I was like, what the fuck can I, I don't want to just let this go. I did it in a wine bottle. Yeah. And so I did it already. I think I, I threw it back. When I, I just finished the last little bit in there real quick. And then poured the, I mean, I cleaned it, but poured the Black is Beautiful in there. And so I Should can't really. Uh, residue in there maybe go switch up the profile a little bit. That would have been interesting. Huh. What yeah. kind of wine was it? Mm, like, I, I think it was. A, I think it was some type know, of. It was some type of red. But <laughs> no, it was. It wasn't two buck chuck. That's I, right. We covered the bougie. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 like, I have and will drink the bottomless mimosas. You can give me the cheap stuff. Yes. Because it bottomless, okay. I drink a couple bottles. So the noise you might be hearing is black is beautiful. Yes, it is, and I did one. To ask a question like, how many beers have y'all brewed to get like you thought of? You're like, this is gonna be a great situation. You brew it, you taste it, you're like, this is garbage. Like, scrap this whole <laughs> oh. ingredient. Any, list. Just any throughout my life or Black Abbey specific, because <laughs> either way, the number is not countable. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say just for it, um, Black Abbey, you're just like, okay, this is gonna be. I'm just throwing like random flavors. We want to do a mint flavored beer. That sounds amazing. Let's brew it. And y'all made it. You're like, whose idea was this? this I, is, would, I would uh, say, say on Black the, Abbey specific, on maybe big not system, not very often. On the big system, that's not money. often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, on the small batch, I mean, a handful. You know, so, and even then, it's like, all right, well, why didn't it work? And what, you know, what needs to be worked on? I mean, I made a beer with green apple Jolly Ranchers in it one time. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a sour? No, it was a wit beer. Okay. Uh, I mashed uh, blueberry Pop-Tarts one time. That was a mess. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. Uh, I I would say, uh, oh, well, um, what about the beet beer? A beet beer? A radish. Oh. The radish, radish. Oh, the radish stout. Okay. Awful. Oh, wow. oh, oh my god, man. it sounds that, bad, guys. Yeah. So, and to be fair, we didn't, we didn't be necessarily seek out the radishes. It was here's a box of stuff. Can you make beer with it? It was almost like chopped beer edition. Yeah, just <laughs> a little. And we did chef-y. what we could with what we were given. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we partnered up with the Nashville Food Project, yeah. and uh, oh, the Nashville Food Project uh, rounds up food from restaurants that's yep. either not getting used or is close dated or whatever. And then every day at their location is like an episode of Chopped where they're like, all right, what do we got? And then they make meals for homeless shelters and Meals on Wheels and all, like, they provide free food to lots of area nonprofits. So it's mm-hmm. a sort of 
That's the best thing because they throw that shit away in the kitchens, oh, yeah. and I'm like, please, like, come right. on. Yeah. Yeah. And so they wanted to do a beer festival, and so there was a handful of breweries that were involved in it and you basically you got a list and we're like well pick out of this list and try to make some beer out of it and of course I waited until the last possible second and then all that was left was like radishes and basil <laughs> and uh, so we made <laughs> so like, here we are making a radish wait, basil stout yeah. <laughs> yeah wait y'all made a radish basil stout yeah so we took the radishes home oh. I took them home and I ran them through the food processor and okay. made them into goo yep uh which turns out smells real bad. Like the radish goo was radish so has a pungent, very strong, take, like smell to it before you even like yeah. puree it. Yes. So during your I smoothie diet, you maybe stay away from radish. I'm thinking, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna do radish. <laughs> EBF flavor one. One. Yeah. One, like yeah. that. That's real. So uh, we uh, ground it all up. And then I came in, and uh, I was like, well... Oh, we honey. Gotta, it came with honey. Honey. Yep, there was honey. Yep. And we're oh, like, all right, we got to cover this up somehow. So we got to make something that's already got a really strong flavor. So it was like smoke malt, stout, like big roasty flavor. We've got some uh, like vanilla powder back there, put vanilla in it. And then it came time to put the radish in it. <laughs> and I opened up the Tupperware, and like I'm in the... That, so the brewery's about 10,000 square feet. So uh, the tap room's about 1,000, and I would say, so it's probably a good, ow, 100, 150 feet from the back of the house to the bar. Okay. And so the bar was just getting ready to open. Distance, so yeah. that uh, sound good. 25 yeah. yards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> quarter of a football field. Yeah, I, I opened that, that Tupperware full of beet, or radish, radish. rather, yeah. and the bartenders immediately would be like, what the hell are you doing? What is that smell? <laughs> it was so strong. Like, I can't, I can't bring myself to yeah. put all of this goo into the beer. And so yeah. it was just like, well, there's a couple of spoonfuls of this stuff. Yeah. And even that ended up being too much. It was too much. Wow. Okay. But that was a dud. We've we've definitely made them. And then I just wait, can't did y'all did y'all serve loved it? it? Yeah, we oh, loved okay. it. They liked it. Well, oh, what was it was? We did a cask of a plum beer once that everyone here hated. I was, I took one sip. I was like, "We gotta dump this!" And all of a sudden, it was sold out. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> like, the, uh, the funniest one was the purple drink. Oh yeah, yeah. We had uh, uh, all seasons was unloading a bunch of wine kits. Okay. Yeah. And so we bought some of these wine kits and just and it was like elderberry wine kit or something. And, like it wasn't interesting. Eh, it was fine. It wasn't good. Yeah. And then we had a so we made a sour ale, dumped the elderberry wine kit in it. Yeah. It was fine. People went crazy. Literally a half barrel in a day of people saying, I want the purple drink. <laughs> I want that purple stuff. That purple yeah. drink. <laughs> they got yeah, a couple purple. songs about the purple drink. Yeah, right. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That was okay. I mean, I like I like wine. Barrel aged beer, yeah. Me too. Yeah. So I can imagine some wine beer being yeah, it was fine, interesting. Yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah have, we all thought it was fine, but I mean, it sold. I believe it. I had a what was that? The rum stout. Yes, that shit was amazing. Right. In a rum barrel. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was I was I was, was surprised sweet. by that one. That was really good. But um, <laughs> but oh, I thought you was about to say something. Well, I don't know. I was. You got me thinking about bad beers I've made. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we, Tell the, us the story. The second, 
Well, after the pumpkin one, the second one that me and my buddy made. Oh. So, <laughs> not at Black Abbey, but homebrew, was uh, we were just trying to think, like, all right, what do we want to do next? What do we like to drink? Uh, so, at the time, we were drinking a lot of uh, Leinenkugel's Sunset Wheat. Okay. Very good. fruity wheat beer. Yeah. Um, I forget that. That was one of my intro beers, too, the shimmies yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, this this Leinenkugel's Sunset Wheat, very fruity, so we... We bought a six-pack. We're sitting there. We're drinking it. Okay, what do we do? So we go to the homebrew store. We buy a wheat um, kit, a wheat yep. ale kit. And uh, and then we're like, all right, well, it's also really fruity. Like, I mean, just all the fruit. It's just kind of like generically fruity, kind of like Fruity Pebbles. And so we just dump a box of Fruity Pebbles in the boil. Oh. <laughs> okay. At the end of the boil. And then, you know, it's done. It's time to bottle. And we taste it. We're like... Yeah, that's that's kind of it. That's basically there. It's just missing maybe the cherry. So we use maraschino cherry juice as our priming sugar because it's so <laughs> that's so oh sugary. So that was that's what carbonated the beer was a little maraschino cherry juice in every bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but but and you said it turned out bad. It sounded like it was um, well, it was just one of the like. I, I realized that enjoying it means y'all just gonna not waste your money and drink. Yeah, it we anyway. enjoyed it, but I don't know that it was necessarily we didn't necessarily hit the mark we enjoyed it but no one else did okay <laughs> that's real that's like you like your kids but nobody else did. yeah it was yes. more like cool. all <laughs> right have potential at least. i made uh, this and i'm gonna uh, bear it <laughs> i did this to myself i, I own up to it yeah. <laughs> all right so in our final brew i'm still holding up by the way i'm feeling good but i'm still holding up maybe not after this right if, if you hear like me talking a lot more, you sitting on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you hear me a lot more, you know what happened. <laughs> Final brew recording. Um, <laughs> this is the Black is Beautiful. The dope part about this for me is that we had a hand in uh, like pouring shit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were had a hand in brewing it, um, and we were here. This was it was a really fun experience. We had a good time. Oh, it was a blast. We had um, guidance whiskey. Yes, Adams barbecue. Yeah, Swig podcast and Black Abbey. That was like it. Was, we had a good time. We laughed. We drank. Yeah, we we had a good time. It and was something. Yeah, yeah. It was something. It was something. <laughs> it was a thing. It was yeah. a thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, we came back for Canning Day. Mm-hmm. We put put in a little sweat equity, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit, and now we're drinking the fruits of our labor, or your labor, but a little bit ours, whatever. Hey, you, you guys know? are here. Yeah. You help. Uh, Eric Adams Barbecue was here today. Yeah, and uh, he came in at one point. He was talk. I heard him talking to uh, Emily at the bar about it. He was like, "I don't know how these guys do that for eight, twelve hours a day, man. I was there for an hour. My arm was killing me the next day." <laughs> <laughs> Canning day is no joke. Yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was at Jack and Lope, Jack and Lope Canning. I'm glad I didn't yeah. wear anything that was cute because I was sweating. I was yeah. like, all right, all right. I I need to okay. check now. I'm right. Not just yeah. beer. That's I need to check. Disrespectful out here. <laughs> but it was fun at the same time. Just experience beer life. I mean, brewery life. Right. So yeah. But okay. So tell us. I'm a, I'm gonna kick it to Ben. Tell us a little bit about the Black is Beautiful. Yeah, so the black is beautiful. Uh, the recipe, it's good. It, the 
Right, the recipe got kicked uh, kicked out from uh, Weather Souls Brewing in mm-hmm. Texas, right? Too, yeah. and then you kind of modify it a little bit to to fit your system. Uh, everyone's system's a little bit different. Maybe you can't easily make. I think that the Weather Souls ones was a little ten percent. Yeah, yeah. So we're not necessarily set up to make such a high gravity beer. Um, so you know, we take the recipe, we adjust it for our system, and mm-hmm. uh, and it just. So instead of being necessarily an imperial stout, it's just a, a good solid stout, um, heavy on the roast malt, so it gets that uh, you get those roasty coffee, little acrid chocolate, baker's chocolate flavors out of it. I do get a lot of baker's chocolate. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. really that's coming through. The fun thing for me when you get there's maybe I don't know a threshold that you have to go past on on dark roasty flavors. Where all of a sudden there's this little like berry note in the background. Mm, okay. Like blackberries, blueberries, just yeah. this sort of mixed raspberry, darker berries. You know, you start getting a bunch of roasty on your tongue, and all of a sudden it's that sweetness with yeah. the roasty, and you get little berries in the background. I'm here, and I'm, I'm gonna take another sip about the berries because what I'm saying is like it is lingering. I'm like that could be berries. I could. Yeah, I, I see that. that. That Baker's chocolate that really hit definitely. Right, that that hits like, like yeah on the front end. That like, Baker's chocolate, chocolate in there that black like, coffee. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I like the nice tinge of lactose you did with it. it takes yeah. a little bit yeah. away from that bite, especially if someone, which makes it kind of perfect for someone. I was like, okay. I'm going to introduce you to a yeah. stout, and they might not be able to handle, like, a traditional stout is really hoppy due to if they want to add the malt or cascade hops to it, and some people are not ready for that kind of, like, yeah. palate yet, and that you guys did a really good job. You just added just enough lactose. You're like, you're going to get the hops, but it's not going to be overwhelming. We're yeah. not going to try to, like... And they that lactose just less, helps. Lactose. Yes. So yeah. they definitely get it right off the elbow and <laughs> right. elbow into the uh, mashed tongue. Lactose bay. Lactose bay. We're going to make that happen, which I do appreciate a lot. I was like, yeah, it just it helps. It helps just leave some of that residual sweetness so that all that roast doesn't just hit you like burnt toast. It hits you like refreshing, like coffee, like Baker's chocolate. And the body makes you feel like it's a, a bigger stout than it is. Yeah. So that's that's that a good thing. It's like comes through creamy. Yeah. You can um, almost drink it with like food or by itself. If you're like, okay, yeah, I need a good nightcap. Let me break out the black abs. Black is beautiful and finish <laughs> off my night. Or if you're eating again barbecue, Adam's barbecue is mm-hmm. great with their brisket and their. I'll probably go with the hot sauce with this one. The hotter mm-hmm. barbecue sauce with this mm-hmm. one because it's a good it's a good balance of like. Yeah, just enough mm-hmm. heat, but you finish it off with some sweetness at the end of it. Yeah. So it's a good, nice, joyous, like, palate ride for yourself when you're that brisket plate or a sandwich or anything like that. Half of the batch we put into Jameson barrels. Yeah. Uh, we're oh, one Jesus, of I'm ready. It's going to be a hot minute. Uh, I can wait. <laughs> it's okay. I'll wait. But they, uh, we're one of 16 breweries in the country that get barrels directly from Jameson. And so they were really excited to be a part of this project also. Uh, I think that, like, the Black is Beautiful program uh, that, you know, is something that came out of this movement towards radical social change yeah. that's, like, so desperately needed. Uh, 
and especially in an industry like craft beer where like like it's just a bunch of white people and the you know craft beer is so a whole bunch of white guys and, and, yeah. yeah at that <laughs> you yeah. know and and the weathered souls i mean it went you know there's 1200 breweries in 21 countries that are making this yeah. recipe yeah. Mm-hmm. uh which is i'm i like that we're partnered with jameson on it because it gives us a chance six months from now to revisit this project again yeah. Uh, not just be like, all right, well, now we've got all these beers that are in market all at the same time, and everybody's sort of talking about it, and then everybody forgets and moves on with whatever it is that they're doing otherwise. And dropping some, excuse me, in the barrels, uh, like it, it puts it on ice so that we can come back to it at a future point uh, and bring it back to the forefront of people's conversation. Yeah. Uh, so that we don't forget. And that, that'll be another, we've partnered with a little nonprofit here in town called Partners in the Struggle mm-hmm. uh, that very specifically provides. I was about to ask you about who you guys are mm-hmm. partnering up with. It, it was really interesting how it all played out because, um, you know, in the aftermath of all the George Floyd and like cases that were going on, uh, I specifically tried to reach out to you know, some of my friends and people that I knew and were like, what, like, what can we do? How can we be, how, how can we do better? Yeah. And the, one of the first calls I made was to Eric Adams and they've been coming here two years. They had come, uh, Becca booked them. They'd come two or three times. And then I went out to get food one time. And one of the guys working on the truck, Theo and his wife, Jennifer, their son, Tavius, was my son's best buddy in elementary school. Oh, wow. Okay. And so Small I was world. like, what are you doing on the truck? And they're like, what are you doing here? You know, and it, was, and it just, like, we were already family. And then, then we got to be more family. And Lydia, Eric's wife, her cousin runs Partners in the Struggle, which they started because their child was killed in a drive-by shooting out like senselessly murdered yeah and and they realized that they like the support that they received from their church and their neighborhood was good but it wasn't Enough. like professional right oh, it wasn't profession- yeah that was about to say that's what yeah and so that's what partners in the struggle brings to the table and and i think uh you know their specific focus is on predominantly you know neighborhoods for black folks or people of color but they I support anybody. I, it it just felt like an opportunity for us to partner with our family. Yeah. Uh, which really is kind of how we try to build everything. It was based on community and fellowship. And we, like we call our tap room fellowship hall. Like we want to have a space where, you know, people can hang out and talk to each other uh, rather than just stare at their phone or stare at a TV. Yeah. Uh, it's very communal in here. Yeah, like in no, a good I way. Love it. <laughs> I love you guys connection. You and to me, Lemon Waters really responded to the Black is Beautiful campaign really beautifully. Because a lot, like, I, we, I felt like we had a conversation about this. Like, what do we do to make it seem it's not performative? Right. And that's where you guys came in. Like, y'all were with Adam's Barbecue before, well, before everything with um, George Floyd. You already had them. So it was like really organic. And how you guys followed up with that. That's kind of the response we've been trying to tell people. Because 
we get that question all the time about what can we do as a brewery? Like, we know we want to do something, but what can we do and not feel fake or forced? And it's just like, make it just be organic, be yeah. real, be honest. About right. It. If like, I, we're just, if I your can't first really phone tell call. you what to do, but like, just don't make it like, oh, hey, look, we're partnering with Swig. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just partnering with the, I got people of color already in our lives. Yes. It's just the easiest. The the best thing Where, is that you know, they're already in your life. Exactly. Right? So a lot of a lot People of breweries, a lot of spaces did not even wasn't aware of things that were going on, but even more than that, they didn't have anybody to turn to and say, yeah. How can I get involved? How can I help make a difference? Well, you know, whatever it may be. Because they didn't have that that, that community, that connection. Right. And so Outside of Black is Beautiful, it is organically creating those relationships where it's like, yo, this shit is crazy out here, man. How can we partner together and make and, and do something like I want to help you? I want to lift you up because, I mean, we you now have a beer name, you know, name for Adam's Barbecue on here. We've said them a couple times. So even within that, they're getting some they're getting some notoriety. Right. Mm. So. And that's what you want to see. And that's what I think the main thing of the Black is Beautiful is. Like, yes, it's donating, but I guess not the main thing. But the the beauty of it is that partnership, creating those relationships, especially those breweries who reached out to influencers or businesses within their community. It's like, hey, listen, I want to I want to either start this relationship, but it's even better if you already had the relationship, because like Carl Carl was on the podcast and, you know, we, did we, we talked before all of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. and I talked before uh, COVID and all of that good stuff. So the, the podcast, I mean, the COVID allowed us to have you on the podcast. Cause I think everybody had to slow down a little bit and open, it opens up schedules, but the, the relationship was already there. So I think that's the important piece of it for any brewery that's listening is create those relationships. Don't wait till something happens. Create the relationships. Create now. it and continue. That's like the second C of that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to be able to like, we've mentioned, mentioned it a couple times on the um, podcast. Just like, okay, you made this beer and like, what's next? It's like, because eventually like, you're probably not going to, you may or may not continue to sell Black is Beautiful. Okay, you did that. Like, what are you doing now to follow up brewing that beer beyond just yeah. wrapping, putting that wrapper on a can? And yeah. like, here you right. go. Okay, two dollars yes. of this beer goes to here. Well, that was part of bringing uh, guidance into our brew day. Was we already had the Swig podcast coming in? We already had uh, Adam's Barbecue coming in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, beer and whiskey just go together. So especially stout. You know, exactly. Yes. Something like this. And so we were just, uh, so it, it was, guidance wasn't something that we knew about before, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, it got us online going, well, let's see if there's a local, let's see if there's a black owned distillery that we can get a hold of. And then it happened to be that it was local and that turned out even better. And so yeah. we reached out to guidance and they showed up and that was great. And he, uh, uh, Jason. Yeah. Jason showed up and that was great. He brought, you know, his five other whiskeys mm-hmm. from southeast uh black uh owned, black owned distilleries I, I didn't even know about some of them yeah oh. i've seen and a couple of them yeah it was all stuff that you know he was like hey this is all you know that was i think great of jason too just being like 
thanks for inviting me. Here's some other people that you can know. Yeah, that was like that's the thing. You always want to lift somebody up. Yeah. When you open, you know, when when you get in the, your foot in the door, it's like uh, there's a, somebody just said it, and I want to say it's a saying. So, but it's like I'm gonna leave a penny in the door for you. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm getting through. Yeah. But I'm I'm leaving something that's gonna keep the door open. Yeah, you know it might be small. You know it's a penny. Like it's it's just holding it up enough. You can open it. It leaves the, you open. Like it leaves you yeah. the creativity to like. Okay, I'm in the you door. Kick that Where can I go? Open. Yeah, it's like I can go here. I can go down the middle. I can go right. I or I can just stare at the door. And be like I wish I can get in there. It's man, like, have, have we got someone who could talk to you for like three hours about the value of a penny? No, <laughs> that's true. Wait, give me she a makes, little cliff nose real well, you, quick. Like, you like go a, for it. So wait. talk on Christina. Christina. The value uh, of a penny. Has worked for us for, I think she's worked for us for about five years. Yeah. Uh, moved to Knoxville for us, was our sales rep out there. And in December of 2019, uh, started her own jewelry company, which is called Make Sense, C-E-N-T-S, okay. jewelry, uh, where she makes jewelry out of pennies. Uh, pennies, uh she has a, a very detailed story about how pennies represent, uh, uh, like you see a penny on the ground and you're like, well, you know, whatever. That people just throw them on the ground like mm-hmm. they're useless, but they're not. They're, you know, they're worth a penny. Like that's worth a it's cent. Not, and yeah. It may not be big, but it can be important. And that represents for her this uh, kind of ongoing partnership and struggle within. Uh, mental health. And oh, she has a, okay, a, yeah. You know, comes from a family that has had some mental health issues over time, and that message, particularly uh, in like depression and suicide prevention, and so yeah. that that message, like, even though this penny is small, this penny has immense value. Oh, that I it see. Translates the, to yeah. like to you as an individual, you right? Know, like, you may be at a point where you think my value is less than a penny, but it's not. It. You, you're worth picking you, up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're worth picking up. <laughs> you're and worth picking up. So you might leave that sense. penny in the door not thinking as much, but the person who comes by and finds it could be like, man, I really needed this. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, that's what I, I love that about Jason. He's definitely um, always uplifting. Yeah. So it the, the beer drops on Saturday. Yep, Saturday at noon. That's whenever October... Huh? Yeah, we yeah we we determined that we're gonna go ahead and drop this episode on Thursday. So as y'all yep. hearing me talking about this, like, um, just because I mean, let's lead up to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like let's put hopefully our few listeners out there go and get the Black is Beautiful for Black Abbey. It's it's good. I'm and I'm not just saying that because I had a hand in it. Maybe no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like I said, it it gives me um, it gives me big stout feelings. With like drinkable stout, ABV. yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> not gonna weigh you down after you finish it. Yeah, I've definitely. I mean, so we Kramer and I talk sometimes, and we're like, well, we talk often. Clearly, we got a podcast, but <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a but little you bit. Get what she's saying. But we we talk about like having stouts and they're like big beers being shareable beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of like a ten percent. I can in, in a sixteen ounce can. Yes, I'm a. I can drink it by myself, but I much rather have that as two pours. Yeah. With somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm share this one. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, only six one. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's doable. I can't actually. So, like, even if it is ten percent, I'm like, I should share this, but I'm not. He just home drunk. Just <laughs> my wife went out of town one time for work, and uh, <laughs> so I was home. I get the kids to bed. And I'm like, it's Friday night. I'm there, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get in the fridge and I'm gonna open a Bourbon County Stout. Okay. Like I got one of these, you know. Goose Island, Bourbon Counties, and I'm going to crack that thing up, and it was like 14%, you know, and I'm like, this is going to be great, you know, I'm a nerd, so I put on my Rush DVD, and I'm like, I'm going to just sit here, and I'm going to I'm gonna put it on the, uh, like, the Neil Pert only, so I'm just going to, like, watch the drummer, because I'm that guy, <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know, turn it on, and I poured the beer in a glass, and I sat down on the couch, and I drank, like, you know, three ounces and then i woke up at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) the beer's still sitting out warm on the table i'm just like wiped out on the couch it's like what happened to me and i will probably just stay on the couch right what's he drinking (laughs) dad's into his good shit again (laughs) well i appreciate you all having us on the podcast are there any parting words having us on the podcast having there's the drunkenness right yeah, I mean, if so we're just I told talking. y'all. Listen, I told y'all, I ain't, I haven't ate much. Yes, I'm, <laughs> we're, we are no no strangers to getting drunk and talking too much. Right, fair enough. But you know Black Abby's doing that, people need to be on the radar for. I thank y'all for being on our podcast. Oh, thanks for having. Thank us. you for having yeah. me on my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It's not my podcast. All of a sudden, it became Black Abby's podcast. So we're happy to be here with y'all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? coming I up, you were talking about liking that hoppy, uh, piney, bitter, yeah, right? Yeah. So coming up uh, next week, I'm going to be brewing our uh, first time doing a Imperial IPA. Ooh, okay. So I with Imperial, no yeah. one's up there. Yeah. So okay. that's coming. Oh, that's coming down the pipe. November. Like yeah, that'll be that'll be November. Look out for that. Um, My birthday month's November, so I'm just perfect. Like, just throwing it out there. Weird, because we named it Kramer. That's bizarre. Hell of a go. <laughs> y'all need me to post some pictures, to get the fan art, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I would say, you know, obviously we're launching Black is Beautiful on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Tap Room is open every day, two to eight. Saturday's twelve to eight. Okay. Uh, we're. For those of you listening at home, we're on Sidco Drive on the south side of Nashville, 2952 Sidco, which stands for Southern Industrial Development Company. Did not Never know that. Never knew that. I, I just thought it was a random ass name. Today okay. years old, I didn't knowing know that. what that meant. <laughs> I just thought it was Sidco Drive. Like, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, who built this road. All right. Sidco. Uh, uh, there's a number of buildings that are, they call them bow trusts, where they just, they look like big airplane hangers. Mm-hmm. They used to be military barracks, because the train uh, line is just, like, literally Good just troop. over there. Yeah. Uh, so the troop trains in World War II, they bring the recruits in, process them, uh, and Southern Development, Southern Industrial Development Company built this road and all those buildings. Wow. Uh, anyway, so we're over on Sidco, but I, I would I say, if yeah, I had one thing to take away, it was... Please, please, please go support your local businesses, whether they're breweries or donut shops oh or whatever God. they are. Yes. Because uh, they're not getting any fucking... Well, and, that, you know what? Yeah, it's not getting any easier. And I think... <laughs> no, they're the not getting any... Episode. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the news I don't know that if we got that today. in us. We <laughs> might not make a second episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you yeah, know... Yeah, just shop local. Yeah. When you're... You know, it's we're coming up on the end of the year and people are buying presents for people and the holidays and stuff. Like, you know, go buy gift cards from your local places. Uh, I think that that's... You know, it's important to say, I mean, we're joking about 
Target before you know we got started on the podcast today. And, and I'm not saying don't shop at Target because I shop at Target, but just you know make sure when you're shopping at Target, you're also going to your local bars, your local restaurants, your local. Uh, Can you get that item at a local space? Yeah. You know, are you aware of like something that, or you know, have you done a little research to see if you could pick it up there? Right. Something yeah. you can Google. Yeah. yeah. Get mm-hmm. on Etsy. Pop buy up. jewelry from Make Sense. Yeah. Like get a, you know. We're coming into fall here. You know, maybe get your mums from a local florist. Yeah. Right. That's real. Not Walmart. Yes. Or what? You know. Right. No. And if that's what's next florist. to you, but yeah, local florist. You know, hit them up. They got good flowers, and you can ask them what's going on with the flowers. You know, they got yeah. They got more insight. They're able to know what's yeah. going on. I got That's a birthday we... bouquet from a local florist, and it was black owned, so it was like that was that made it even more special. But I think if we would have went to like a bigger name for the amount of money my wife paid, we would have got something smaller. With this florist, we got a. It was a beautiful bouquet. I don't know if I have a picture. I'll show y'all after the podcast if I do. But it was it was beautiful. So. Um, I want to mimic that. Like, I mean, it's. Yeah. I think people want to do right by people, and like Adams, I said to them one time, like he has his signature sandwich is called the Grover, which is named after wherever the road they live on Grover mm-hmm. Street, mm-hmm. and it's like brisket and pork and sausage and. Something. I mean, it's three feet tall and it weighs forty five pounds. My and, kind of sandwich, and it costs like twelve dollars, fourteen dollars. I'm like Eric. It can be sixteen. You like you need to cut the meat in half and raise it price by a dollar. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? And he's like, man. I was like, I can't eat this. He's like, you just aren't trying hard enough. <laughs> but that's not like. It. But I, you know, I think that you know, Eric is Eric is in the hospitality business and he's in the business of taking care of people. And he's like, you know what? I make a damn good sandwich and I get, you know, I make enough money that I make profit. But I'm also taking care of my customers. Yeah. And, and I think that that is the experience that we so much want to have from right. dealing with a local company. You yeah. Know, we want people to say, all right, that's, that's, they're giving us a positive experience about supporting our neighborhood. Like, yeah. You know, we're spending right. money in the neighborhood that's going to go back into the neighborhood. Or kind uh, of like speaking to like what Ben was saying, he's like, I love finding people's palettes, but you can do that in multiple arenas and I love shopping yeah. local for that reason. Like I can walk in and y'all gonna be like, oh something like we actually got a stop coming, blah blah blah. Yeah. Be here on this day or like or I got it here, boom. Yeah. Try that and I know you're gonna enjoy that. Like it's a different connection when I can come into a space that's local, mm-hmm. small, people know me rather than going to like Target. I probably I probably can remember the, like the workers there, but they don't remember me. Yeah, and it's just like sometimes it's just like that disconnect kind of just like right. yeah. kind of sucks sometimes. You're like, oh man, I wish I knew a style of clothing or food or yeah. even beer that I like. So when I come in, you're like, yo, I got this thing in the back for you that you're gonna enjoy. Yeah, here it's this much blah blah. blah. If you like it, cool. But and yeah. sometimes you get it wrong. That happens. Yeah, but they're like, just like, hey, try this. You know, this yeah. is in your you this is in your wheelhouse. To me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether it be I know you like stouts or, or anything, but yeah, I know you like. Or I know, I know, I know you, you like, like floral whatever. tops. Yeah, and right. she has really good floral tops. Yeah, I don't know where floral tops came from, and that's probably which I do like. Ind- by the way, I'm okay, just... I do like a good floral top yeah. too. Right. <laughs> um, we wear plenty. Of floral that is indi- that is are you indication. About yeah. Tops are shirts. Yeah, don't get top of your body. I wasn't sure. Like, oh wait, okay. I don't know. I didn't know if you went blouses. I 
I don't think any of us. I wear a blouse, but I don't know if y'all wear a blouse. We wear Hawaiian shirts a lot. You know, we definitely wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts, but I just, I don't know, floral tops. I just, I. That's why I have Hawaiian shirts are kind of floral tops. I mean, I'm a, I'm. Almost what? fifty years old. I realize I'm not involved. No, in no, 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 no. That swing. was that was pure. Uh, that was just me naming something. That's why I said I don't know where floral tops came from. I don't believe I've ever seen you in a floral top. Um. Yeah. No. I. I have floral t-shirts. <laughs> I feel like you'll catch me in like a more floral button-up before you would catch her. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll do floral. I just won't do. Like, I don't care for like the feminine floral, and mm. I'm not even anti. Feminine. I just I wear some you know some stuff. I you catch me in a dress before you probably catch me in like a blo- a floral blouse. Fair enough. So yeah, but um, I'm feeling good. I think everybody here is doing pretty all. well. Um, I we're gonna try this again. I really appreciate you all coming <laughs> on our podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> me and Chinese, yeah we swear. We do. We appreciate you allowing us to have you here. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And y'all be easy. Y'all have a, a good day, good night, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. I don't yes. care. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Goodbye. Lift your glass to the Swig Podcast and keep toasting. Uh.